0: Filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. How many of you know? Just like He did it before, we need Him to do it again. You guys ready? Yeah. Just like you did it before, Lord.
1: traditions here at Converge Church is on the first Sunday of each month we celebrate communion and it's an opportunity for us as a body of believers to remember the substitutionary and sacrificial death of Jesus Christ on our behalf and everything it represents for us. The reason that we're accepted, the reason that we're approved, the reason that we can have a relationship with the father without condemnation or hesitation or reservation is not because of anything that we've done It's not because of how good or how bad or imperfect we've been. It all rests in the finished work of the cross. In fact, when Jesus hung suspended on the cross between heaven and earth, he declared from the cross, it is finished. That word simply means paid in full. Every debt you owed, every debt I owed because of our shortcomings and our failures was paid in full. Come on, somebody, at the cross. Listen, there was a time uh, when, I don't know about you, but there was a time in my life, you know, when you'd go to the the restaurant and you'd slide your card over and give it to the waiter, you were kind of looking in the back to see if that thing went through. (laughs) Can we just be honest here? I'm talking about before mobile banking where you could check your balance before you gave them your card. I'm talking about back in the day when you had to balance your checkbook. And if you forgot that one transaction when you got gas at the bank, it could mean that when you gave them your debit card, it would come back to you and say, Sir, do you have another form of payment? Anybody know what I'm talking about? But how sweet it is. How sweet it is. When you go, check this out, when when you you go through the checkout line and you pull out your debit card and you put it in and you do the transaction, you put in your your PIN number and everything and you wait there for a couple minutes, not not minutes, a couple seconds, and there's one word that pops up on the screen. Uh, Somebody's working, somebody's picking up what I'm putting down. There's a word that flashes across the screen that says what? Uh You know what that means? That your transaction went through. The truth is, when God looks at you and he looks at me, not because of your deposit or your balance in your heavenly account. You and I are approved by God because of what Jesus did. And every life transaction that you and I attempt in the name of God is approved by God because of the finished work of the cross. And so uh, when the Israelites... Didn't have enough. They had been in bondage 420 years. And God was about to bring them out of captivity and bondage. Suddenly. Overnight. They had been in this condition 420 years. And God changed their condition. Overnight. And this is what he said. He said on this night. I'll bring my wrath and judgment upon the nation of Israel. But it won't come near you. In fact, he said, take the blood of a spotless lamb and apply it to the doorpost and apply it to the windows. Every entrance and every exit to your house. And this is what he said. He said, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you all the calamity, all the destruction, all the pestilence that were intended for the Egyptians will not come nigh your dwelling. And they called that night Passover. Fast forward two thousand years, Jesus is having communion with his disciples at Passover. And the scripture says, "In fact, let's go ahead and distribute the elements if we haven't done that already." We have, okay, okay. I need, I need, uh, I need communion up here. Praise the Lord. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he revisited this moment in Israel's history that was so real and so personal to them. Before he went to the cross with his 12 disciples in an upper room, he took the break. And he said, this is my body which was broken for you. What Jesus was saying, this centuries-old tradition that you have practiced was really a shadow of me. Because I am the bread of life. And Jesus took the bread and, and the scripture says that when he took the bread, he first of all blessed it. And then he broke it. Can I just say something to some of y'all who's, who are wondering, in your blo- broken places, is God still with me? Yes, Notice that Jesus blessed it. Before he broke it. May I submit to you this morning that just because you're in a hard place doesn't mean that God is no longer with you. He blessed it before he broke it. And it is in the breaking that he gives. It is in the breaking that God will take your life and distribute it to many. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is in the breaking. On the day that Jesus fed the 5,000, he did the same thing. He took the bread. He blessed it first. He broke it. And then he gave it. God wants to use the broken places in your life. Listen to me. Not the perfect places. Not the untouched places. He wants to use even the broken places. Because it's out of the crushed olive that we get the oil. It is out of the crushed grape that we get the why. Yeah. And the Lord is saying it's out of the broken places in your life that I will release the best of what is in you. Yeah. And so, Father, we thank you that this symbol of your broken body is blessed to our lives and to our service. And as we eat of it, Father, we are reminded of our identity in you, not because we've been perfect, but you love us in spite of our imperfections and our brokenness. And God, we ask you to use even the broken places for your glory, that we would be trophies of your grace in Jesus' name. Take now and eat. Thank you, Lord. And the scripture says on the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he also took the cup. And he said, this is my blood. Which is shed for you. And as often as you drink of this cup, you do so in remembrance of me. The cup symbolizes a shed blood. That blood that will never, listen to me, never lose its power. It still reaches the highest mountain. It still flows to the lowest valley. Not only the high moments of your life, but even your very lowest moments. The blood, the blood will never lose its power. Father, we thank you now for the cup, your shed blood. Your word declares that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And we thank you this morning that we can stand before you righteous. We can have right standing with you. We can stand justified just as if I never sinned because of the blood. So, Lord, without hesitation or reservation or condemnation, we draw near to you. And we thank you, God, that your word declares If our hearts condemn us not, we have confidence toward you. This morning, would you restore our confidence toward you? Would you remind us that we are loved, accepted, approved because of the blood? Take now and drink. Thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Father, we ask you to do something special in our hearts and our lives today. Every family represented here, every student, every teacher, every administrator, every school. God, just as you did for the Israelites, cover us now. And when you see the blood, the mark of the righteous, would you keep us and protect us, just as you did your people, Israel. We trust you for it now, in Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen and amen. Andrea, why don't you come?
2: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Well, hopefully that's a beautiful start to our Sunday morning here at Converge. Welcome if it's your first time. If if it is not your first time, welcome back. Um, Hello to our our Converge Nation online. Um, If it is your first time, welcome. Hopefully you got a taste of what it's like to get real right off the bat. So welcome. If it is your first time, also please go stop by the lobby. We would love to um, get your name, um, who you are, and also have a way of staying connected with you so you know what's going on here at Converge. Um, so, welcome again. Okay. Um, also, a reminder for social media. Um, I know a lot of you get our emails, but we want to make sure you're following us on all the social media formats. Um, we're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, obviously, uh, TikTok. Most of them we're at. We are Converge, except TikTok, we are at Converge Church. Um, Here at Cambridge Church, that's our main form of communication. So when we have events and fun things, reminders, um, you might get an email, but the quickest way to get the updates and if there's changes and things going on is social media. So make sure to follow us. We also love it when you comment, like, add your own stuff, engage with us. Um, As you know, some of you are newer. uh, So if you found us by social media. So for those who aren't engaging, help us have others um, find us so that they can enjoy everything we enjoy about Cambridge Church. Also, merch table. You may notice we are not wearing our T-shirts because we want to remind you, A, it's Sunday fun Day. We'll talk about that in a second. But there are other things at our merch table besides T-shirts, some of which are our new little journals for our note takers. If you're not a note taker, maybe it's a great time to start. Jot down the verse that you need to go back and look at later. Uh, we also have some resources. Uh, for example, our The Holy Spirit Today uh, book. We've been in the Go series. Um, Series, talking about the Holy Spirit. It's a nice little guide of kind of putting it in today's terms of what the Holy Spirit is, um, how it's a helper to you, um, and then all kinds of other fun things. Hats, water bottles, um, coffee mugs, all kinds of cool swag. So make sure you stop by our merch table and get check out some of the new gear. Last but not least from me, as a reminder of our Sunday fun Days, today we're wrapping our alma maters, go Eagles, go Mean Green, um, love some of you uh, showing yours, it's been a great conversation uh, starter already, um, again, on social media you'll get reminders of when to wear them so that you don't forget, uh, but next week is going to be decades, so you just pick a decade, um, dress in that theme, we will also have sweet treats, not only after uh, service today, but each Sunday fun Day. Um, To hopefully take off some of the summer heat and also just have a good uh, time to visit with each other Thank you, Cassie.
3: Also during the month of August starting next week We will be be kicking off our God on Film Sermon Series Yes, I am excited that that has always been a house favorite and to to help you guys understand and put it in context Jesus back uh, when he walked the earth spoke to uh, his followers and he shared I can talk today, y'all, I promise. He shared spiritual principles by using parables. And so that's what we're going to do in the God on Film sermon series. We are going to explore some eternal truths in some unlikely places like the movies. So join us next week, Sunday, August 14th, for God on Film. Thank you. As we move into the Blessed Life segment of our worship experience, thank you, T-Roz. This is our opportunity to help move forward the vision and the mission that God has given us here at Converge, and one of the ways that we do that is in our giving. So if you would like to partner with us financially, we have several ways that you can do so. That information will be shared on the screen. Here in person, we have ushers in the aisles with envelopes and ink pens. If you need one, just raise your hands. We'll get it to you. We just ask that you would fill out all the details of the envelopes in in its entirety and that way we can properly record an account for your giving you can give online safely and securely by visiting us at weareconvergecom forward slash give you can give via Zelle you can give via cash app you can mail in your giving there are multiple ways to give and as always guys we appreciate your generosity your partnership because what you do is what helps make life-giving ministry happen right here at converge and we are grateful for that we're going to have a quick word of prayer Most gracious and heavenly father, we thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your power. We thank you for the ability to give and to sow into good ground here at Converge, to sow into your kingdom, to help do the things that you have called us to, to help reach the communities that you have called us to, to help partner with people as we did yesterday to be a blessing and to build your kingdom. God, we are forever grateful that everything that we have has come from you and we return just a small portion back to you of what you blessed us with financially. We love you. We honor you. We magnify you today and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for your attention. Thank you for being with us today. Enjoy the rest of the the worship experience. And then enjoy just a sneak peek of what's to come in the weeks ahead.
2: Enjoy. Thanks, Kathy.
4: Pastor Wendy Harmon I belong to Pastor Ray. So if you're from my church, my old church, I would be considered a first lady. If you're from my Bible college, I'm a pastor. But if you're Wendy, you're just Miss Wendy who loves children's ministry. And so I give honor and praise first to jesus but also to my husband my pastor who is the best pastor in all of
2: one
4: thing i can say is about your pastor what he preaches he lives so it is so easy to support him and to be in the back on sunday mornings uplifting his arms in children's ministry because he does not Waver in his belief and that is one of the reasons why I love him but he's looking so cute in his little t-shirt I'm gonna stop talking about him because it is Children's Sunday but I wanted to start off with (laughs) I wanted to start off with giving you a little taste of what we do in children's ministry again if you're not familiar with Converge Church and you're not familiar with me I am what we would call in our organizational chart I am the family life pastor so I over every oversee everything from the cradle unto the grave, even though you may not see me. I have my hand in it or on it, especially when it comes to children's ministry. I oversee our youth ministry. The baby babies, I let the people that really love babies, I love babies, uh, deal with them, but my gifting and my calling is to elementary ministries. Now, I can teach little ones, I can teach big ones, but that is my sweet spot. Kindergarten through fifth grade, speaking of sweet spots, what I preach today will not just be a message, it is something I am living. So after 17 years of being in a self-imposed retirement, I am returning to the classroom. Yes. Next Wednesday, I will be teaching fourth grade, and I have not taught in seven. I haven't taught in an elementary school in 17 years. So what I'm going to be sharing with the students today, it is right where I am. I'm the new girl. And I did not know, I thought we had all grown up since we got gray hair over the last 17 years, and we love Jesus. But have you ever been in a place where you forget that you're not at church, and people are real worldly, and they don't really love Jesus? And I was walking in the hall, it was me and only this other lady, and I said good morning, and she didn't even open her mouth. And I was thinking, what's wrong with grown people? And then I remembered, oh, I am so enlightened. So you don't get to steal my good morning. So when I see her again, even though I won't know who she is, because we have a thousand students and probably 100 teachers, and so I'm just like the new girl, so I'm going to lift my eyebrows up. So when we talk about the message today, it is what I'm living. Pastor Ray is a witness. I actually changed my message. I was going to teach on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the Hebrew boys, and how you don't bow to this culture, and you stand up for Jesus. And then I got a call on July 14th, hey, would you like to come back to teaching? And so my whole world is shifted, and so I'm going to preach out of a place where I am. But I'm going to give you a little taste of children's ministry. And, yes, you do have to join in. So if you've got your coffee, put it behind the chair seat so you wouldn't use the chair Leg so you won't knock it over and i am going to have you stand up now the first thing we're going to do is our call to worship i cannot sing but that's my business and not yours and children and children's ministry if you have a lip gloss in your breast smells like mitts and you keep your eyebrows up they don't care that you can't sing so that's why i made sure i told rob rob do not shame your pastor's wife please keep that the mic off during worship time. But when we start off in children's ministry, our very first song, we're building our worship team. That will not be me. but we're building a worship team, our very first song is called Big House. Now, I'm going to give you the hand motions. And yes, you have to join in. If you are watching at home, stand up. See, you're in the comfort of your home, so nobody's going to make fun of you. And you have to do the motions. But I will give you the motions before we start the song. It says, Come and go with me to my father's house come and go with me to my father's house it's a big big house with lots and lots of rooms a big big table with lots and lots of food and then somebody in the background says yum Yum. Big, big house. Yeah, it's my father's house. Then the guy is going to sing from YouTube. I'm going to let him sing, and he's going to sing some real jazzy. I don't know where you lay your head or where you call your home. I don't know where you eat your food or where you talk on the phone. I don't know if you got a butler or a maid. I don't know if you got a hammock in the shade. But we're not going to worry about that. We'll let him do it. But it's come and go with me to my father's house. Come and go with me. To my father's house. It's a big, big house with lots and lots of rooms. A big, big table with lots and lots of food. Yeah, big, big yard. I forgot that part where we can play football. Touchdown! I need you to be the touchdown. Touchdown, Brooks. Yeah, it's a big, big house. Yeah, it's my father's house. Okay, are you ready? So, turn me off and turn the music up. Bible College in right outside of Tulsa. It's actually in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And one of our instructors taught us this. And this is how we start our day. So both of our children, by the time they were two years old, knew this. At some point, you'll get this to take a copy to take home. But this is something I have 25, 30-year-olds that were in children's church with me, years and years ago and say I still say that oh, and so this is how the children should prepare every day but we say it at least three times on Sunday and this is what I do okay we're gonna start our daily confession and you have to say it like me and say it nice and loud so clear your voices me me, 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 me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, all right you're ready follow me this is the day, this is the day that, the that the Lord has made I will be glad in it. it. I can do all things things through Christ Christ who strengthens me. me. Lord! Lord, I thank you you. that I'm bright, bright. that I'm sharp, sharp. that I'm smart, smart. that I'm quick, quick. that I'm healed, healed. that I'm wise, wise. that I'm good looking. Never leave out the good looking part. That I'm good To count to three, oh, no. I'm gonna count to three. You got to change spots in the room, and so they run around. You don't have to do that. And I say, say it like me. And this is by the third time I have them do a turbo speed. So I hope you're ready. You're gonna break a little sweat. Here we go. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Here we go. Like me. Loud. This is the day that the, the Lord has made. I will rejoice I will be and be glad in it. Amen. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ. who strengthens me. Who strengthens me. Is not babysitting it is also not school so we do give our children some time to be free and you know they don't have to follow the rules because God is a God of love it says bring the little children unto me I saw something a few months ago you can bring the table up now gentlemen I saw something a few months ago on Amazon I'm uh, not Amazon on Netflix I am not recommending it because if I say something from the station they say oh Pastor Wendy, she watched this. No, I'm not saying for you to watch it because sometimes things can be a little quirky, but because I deal with people, as long as it just doesn't bump up against my moral standard, I watch it. It was called In My Mother's Garden. So I was very interested. It was a show that was highlighting African-American women and their experiences with their mothers and growing up. Well, there was this one beautiful mocha princess on there and she was dressed in white and she seemed so regal. And she began to tell her story of growing up with her mom and things weren't really well and how, you know, oftentimes there wouldn't be food or the lights would be shut off. And she said, but my grandmother was a teacher. So it got my attention. I was like, "Mm." my grandmother was a teacher and I'm a teacher. She said, my grandmother was a teacher. She came and got my sister and I. Going to live with my grandmother's house, it was not an option. To go to church. I was like, ooh, that sounds like my Granny Mary. She said, and when I went to this little church, that was the first place I learned that I was beautiful. She said, at this church, it was the first time I knew that I was accepted. At this church, I found out that Jesus loved me, and he even loved my mom, even though she wasn't making good choices. At this church, it changed my life. Do you know she's a minister to the United Methodist Church today? And so when she gave her testimony, I was like, I want our church to be that church. So we have a set of little three siblings, and one of them came up to me, the middle child. You know, middle children, we try to dog them out, but that's natural-born, untamed leadership. She said, Pastor Wendy, you got some money? And I just had a few. I said, yes, I have some money. Can I have it? I said, absolutely. So of course the parents are saying, no, 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 don't give her money. I said, no, I'm gonna have cash with me even if it's just some change every single Sunday because of the Netflix testimony. Cause I want those sugars to say at my church, the little lady who used to teach in the back, she was always nice to me and she gave us money to get slushies at the Sonic. So at this church, this is what we do. But today I'm going to get into a message now, the message, even though my gifting is in children's ministry, it is going to be transferable. If you are in school, kindergarten, well, the kindergartners are in the back, but first grade, first grade through 12th grade, stand up. If you're in the back, wave. So if you're in school, stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. All righty. I see you. get Levi some training because I need a cameraman to be able to go around. You all may be seated because <laughs> I need to really just hop down, especially since I got my new J's on and be like, hey, look
5: <laughs> So I'm going to be talking to you
4: all. Somebody get ready. I need a boy and a girl, not right now, but pretty soon, to come up and to volunteer in just a little bit. The, but the title of my message is New Clothes for School. And that is a big deal to everybody. It is having new clothes having new shoes, having just everything new. Now, I think probably the tradition of having new clothes for school was an honorable thing. Just so you know, we we would dress up for church to show reverence and we dress up for school because it was a serious thing. But somewhere that has all gotten lost and there is a pressure for our children to have the latest technology, to have the latest tennis shoes, to have the latest clothes. But I submit to the children, and even though you might be a youth and you're sitting in the back and you're serving, I am still talking to you, this still applies, that it is not about your clothes. You can have the absolute finest designer clothes on and we think our culture teaches us that people will judge you by how you look. And the truth be told, they do judge you by how you look, but you are not your clothes. Everybody say to themselves, I am not my clothes. Not my clothes. <laughs> Whoever you are and whatever texture your hair is, there is pressure to have this hair done. Even as a teacher, do you know, I was in the- uh, my teacher in service and one of the teachers was talking about going to get her hair braided I mean teachers are trying to get ready for school, too So we want to have our hair colored and cut and braided and everything everyone say I am NOT my hair, not my hair. What you really are is what comes out of your mouth Amen. Now you can think oh you can have pressure and students you may not even feel a pressure to wear certain things. Your parents may say, you need to have this and you need to have this, because if you come from my neighborhood, it'll be like, don't let these people out here think you're not taken care of or nobody, you better act like you got some sense so people don't think you don't have any home training. So parents, we can even pressure our kids, you need to have this, look this, have you done this? But we are not our clothes, we are not our hair, we are actually what comes out of our mouth. I can have on the best designer everything and just have such an awful, attitude. And nobody is going to remember a cute little Gucci belt I had on with the matching Gucci slides and the matching Gucci headband that my bestie brought me back from New York. Nobody will remember that, but they will remember how I made them feel. Say, I am not my clothes. I am not my hair. I want you to be free from that pressure. Now, the pressure will be there. But if you are free in your heart, you tell yourself, I am not my clothes. I am not my hair. I am what comes out of my mouth. You can be just busted and dusty. Needing some Carmex on your lips and some Vaseline on your face and that hair need a good washing and a comb. But if you act like you got And if you are nice, you know what people will say, Oh, look at that little sugar with her ashy self. She's so sweet. You know, that's the truth. People will say they will remember how you make them feel. So you are not your clothes and you are not your hair. Students, you are what comes out of your mouth. And not just at school or with your uh, parents, at school and with other people at church, you are what comes out of your mouth at home. If you tell your parents, oh, mommy, I hate you. You're so mean. The devil is a You need a good whooping. Yes, I said it. And I got scripture to script back it up. It's in right, Proverbs. It, uh, 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 it said that foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, and the rod of correction shall drive it out. Don't go home and beat anybody. Right, right. But the rod of correction, it could be a good talking to or it could be a spanking when it's done correctly. But I am not, my kids are up in age and I got them when they were real little so I don't have any trouble. When they were little, I had a wooden spoon called Mr. Woo sad face and a tear coming down. And the wooden spoon, Mr. Woo Woo, he could go in the diaper bag, he could go in your back pocket, wherever we went, Mr. Woo Woo was with us. And so when we were in the mall, and I'm trying to get cute for Sunday, and little Levi don't want to watch his little Nemo movie in there, and he want to act up, I'd check out, do you need a visit from Mr. Woo Woo? And he would sit down. Now Levi was, that's not actually the truth, he was not a troubled child. If I gave him a little Nemo, and a little bit of candy levi was the perfect child same thing with nia i would go to the mall let her ride on the carousel first get her two or three pieces of bulk candy and she will be good but i carried mr woo. and if you start when you're real young no that's it yes. Amen. Amen. and then you the reason why i have mr woo woo is hands are for love yeah. i did not i learned that from my girlfriend karen Abiba faith who is with the lord right now I never i learned not to spank my kids with my hands if you spank them with your hands, the Lord is a Redeemer. Just say, Oh, Jesus, i forget it. I forgive me, and it's okay. I got spanked with hands, and I'm all right. But uh-huh. <laughs> hands are for love. That's a little nugget. But Mr. Woo Woo would go with us because you could teach kids. It's not what you have on, it's not what your hair looks like, it is who you are. My children, stand up, say good morning, look them in the eye. We never allow people to say to Nia and Levi, oh, you're pastor's kids. No, they are a and this is how we do it here. Because yeah. the title can come and go, but it's that character.
5: Yeah. My
4: granddaddy Levi taught me. He said, uh, a poison ain't nothing if he ain't got his word. He said, let your yes be yes, and your no be no, and if you can't do it, then don't do it. But don't ever be a liar. And that thing is true today. So we are talking about new clothes for school. The words that are coming out of your mouth are real and they have impact. And so as I'm talking today, not only are the words coming out of your mouth real and have impact, the words coming out of other people's mouths to you are real. You cannot see my words, but aren't they there? You cannot see Jesus, but he is real, and he is present. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you can go through situations, and you can feel like, where are you, God? And he's there the whole time. And I had a revival of that this recently. Oprah had interviewed Viola Davis. Again, I'm not making any recommendations. I'm saying what I, I did. I saw the interview on Netflix. See, I, I was, didn't have a job. And I was like, doing no, lots of laundry. So I have watched lots of Netflix and plant videos and makeup videos and how to dress over 40 videos. But yeah, so I was watching Netflix and Oprah Winfrey was interviewing Viola Davis. And so that made me go to Viola Davis's book. Again, I am not recommending the book. The first 16 chapters is nothing but her testimony, but it is trauma, after trauma, after trauma, after trauma. The only reason I could listen to it is because I had not experienced that level of trauma. So if you have uh, abuse in your background, I especially do not recommend it. But Viola Davis tells a story. Her father was a very physically abusive person to her mother, and she is telling this story of this horrific day, that this abuse is going on. I mean, they're at the neighbor's house trying to get away from him. And Viola Davis, she is one of six kids, she runs into the bathroom of the neighbor's house. She says she drops to her knees in front of the toilet, and she says, God, if you are real, get me out of here. I'm going to count to 10, and please let me be gone. she opens up her eyes and she's still there she gets up and says, I knew you weren't real and walks out but in her book she said what I didn't realize is that day God did get me out it took another 12 or 13 years and out of those six kids she is the most successful you may be in situations at school, whether it's taking a test or dealing with relationships or dealing with disappointment students, and you could make that same kind of confession. Oh, God, I'm going to count to ten, and please get me out of this. And you may open your eyes and still be there. But let me tell you, sometimes God will deliver you in it yeah. and it's not necessarily deliberate from it yeah. when she got down on her knees in that bathroom do you know the god that we serve heard her yes. Yes. and though her physical circumstance didn't change everything in her changed even out of her anger toward god yeah. Let me tell you, God is not mad that you can be angry with him. He is creator of heaven and earth. He is not concerned about your attitude. Even though it is important to him, he understands. That's why Jesus came and walked the earth. Because he can feel what we are feeling. He's not far removed from it. But it is just like if you have a toddler. All of us, whether you birthed a toddler or you've been around a toddler, you know when they start walking, you set them on their feet. And then you just say, come on.
5: Come on.
4: And you're there, but you're not holding them. What you're doing is you're beckoning them. Come on. Yeah. And they're trying to get to you like, oh, don't leave me out here. And if they fall, you're there. Oh, sometimes we're a little slow and they do bump their lip and we just love on them and give them a popsicle. <laughs> you know, that's real life. And But God is not like that. He doesn't make a mistake. But can you picture yourself, whether it is in school, whether it is in a relationship, whether it is a de- disappointment that the guy that you like picked somebody else? Because that's real, real. We're going to talk about real stuff here. What about the girl that you like? She doesn't like you. She just only wants to be your friend. What about that teacher that's really, really mean, and you're trying to explain the situation, and they won't give you tutoring, and you're praying, oh, God, I don't want to fail this test. What is going on? And you're just reaching up, reaching up, and you think he's not there because the whole time God God's saying, trust me, yeah. I'm here. Now, God is not playing games. He doesn't want you to be in that circumstance But how beauty is the testimony of Viola Davis today. She's still trusting him She had a friend to tell her when she was at Juilliard And how she got to Juilliard It is nothing but the grace of God She got to Juilliard and she said How come I keep running into these blankety blanks She was talking about men They are just no good A friend told her have you prayed about it And she said no is God really concerned about that She said pray about it so she gets down on the side of her bed. This sermon is not about Viola Davis, but she sure is coming in handy.
5: <laughs> she gets down
4: on the side of her bed. She says she got in the bed because she was mad at God. She had told him when she was nine years old, I'm not going to trust you. I know you weren't real. The whole time, God was saying, come on, Viola. Come on. So one day, she's in the bed, and she couldn't sleep because she kept thinking about praying to God. So she says she gets up out of the bed. She gets down on the side of the bed, and she said, hello, God. It's me, Viola Davis, the one at Juilliard. And, and, and I know we hadn't talked it in a long time, but someone so at the school said that I should pray to you because all these men are blankety-blanks. And she's like, oh, well, excuse me, guys. And she said, but this is what I want. I want an ex-football player who's already been married and has kids, but he's divorced and he's settled, because I don't want to have pressure to have kids. Can you just make him a good old strong black country guy? Like the country that just, you know, he like cornbread and fried chicken kind oh of oh man. My oh my and she's from New York. And she said, can he just be so so easy and not given to violence and just and just love me just where I am. All right, amen. <laughs> and she gets up. And two years later, she meets Julius who is an ex-football player, who was divorced, has two children, and is the world to her. Who who means the world to her and has just been so gentle. Now, that part of the book, if you are young and single, that part of her faith walk with God is worth a listen to. Of how she just, in her rawness, got down. Why do I tell you about that? because God will find you exactly where you are. You may leave your classroom and have to go to a bathroom. You may leave your office, adults, and have to go into the bathroom. You may not even be able to get up. You just have to bow your head and say something let me tell you god is near the bible says he is near to the brokenhearted but i'm gonna go because that was i'm the, i have your anointing baby that was all the intro i have intro i haven't even started my notes all right we are going to go and i do not promise you it's going to be fast and furious because this is my one shot like eminem said and i'm gonna get it all in that day all right so we have the five w and this is our church English. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a sippin', I'm right, and they act like I speak German. And so they are in there saying, well, when you do your IEPs and the elemental Ps and the XYZs, and I'm thinking, I'm writing myself a note. What is IEP? <laughs> Google elemental P and call Miss Smith about these hours that I hope count for in service notes and sometimes I'll just write a note don't forget to pick up your clothing from the cleaners just to make it look like I'm taking notes because it's like like the whole world I feel like I'm in country and so then my teammates you know it's like eight of us on the team the seven of them they're all looking at me like i'm the little monkey in the cage at the zoo they're like how are you doing are you overwhelmed and i say i tell the truth i say, i am absolutely overwhelmed i feel like i'm walking through a peanut butter river but guess what i'm making progress they're like you are so sweet i would be so overwhelmed i would just be and i am overwhelmed yeah but greater is he that's in me That's in the world I don't have a whole lot of skill But I got some anointing and I got some faith yeah. And I'm telling you that those 4th grade students Are going to have the absolute best teacher That they ever had in their life When they're 50 years old They're going to still be talking about Miss Herman But not about who Wendy is But about who Wendy serves Because I won't be saying the name of Jesus But I will have his hands and feet yeah. I won't be speaking the name of Jesus, but I'll have his patience. I won't be speaking the name of Jesus, but I'll have his kindness and his love for little Johnny and his mama and his daddy and his auntie and his grandmama Come on. Yeah. and possibly the foster parents. I do not have a whole lot of skill to be where I am, but God made a way, and I'm going to walk this thing out like I've been teaching for the last seven years. Yeah. The five W's. Who are we about to talk to? We are going to take this text. From Ephesians, the sixth chapter, I am starting with verse 11. We'll get back to 10 later. As you see, we've got props up here because we are going to be talking about getting dressed for school. And not what's on the outside, but a spiritual getting dressed. But before we get started in Ephesians 6, we are going to talk about who. In Ephesians 6, Paul is talking to us. All of us. The church of Ephesus then and right now. Everyone say, that's me. me. What do I want you to do? At the bottom line of this message, when you leave through that exit door, this is the core of the message. Be strong. Put your hand on your chest, lift it up, and say, be strong. strong. You got this. You're You're the person for the job. In Jesus' name. When... I want you to start today. Being strong and getting spiritually dressed, it's going to start today and continue through the entire school year. Even if you aren't in school and you are on your job, it still applies to you. Start today and we're going to ride this thing out all the way to next May. Where? Everywhere you go. When you are strong, everywhere you go. We're going to have scripture for this. Everywhere you go, we want you to be strong. Strength sometimes is quiet confidence. Strength is sometimes speaking up. Strength is found in no period. It is a full, complete sentence. Why? Because you can. Why can you? Because great is he who's in you. Uh, Pastor Ray and I were in Las Vegas a few months ago. We had the awesome opportunity to tour the facility of the only African American engineered and produced car company. Ooh. And so it's Trillion? A tryon, Tryon. tryon. They're going to be, huh? It's a supercar. It's a supercar. Right. So we were able to meet the the, the the brains behind it. We were able to be there. And so he, they have like this life-size, uh, matchbox car it looks like a whole real car is no engine it's just for display and so we were there we're taking a tour then he says yes this top compartment on the roof on the the left and the on the left and the right he said it lifts up and a drone comes out wow. so I'm feel I was like oh so I lift my eyebrows up not to be like what the down get a drone for just because I'm almost 52 so I don't really know that much about drones so I was just like don't let him see you sweat so I'm just my eyebrows up and I said oh what is the? why do you have the drone in the car and he said because I can <laughs> I was like that's what's up brother because you can so why, why am I telling you this why do I want you strong because you can you can do it and how will you do this through the word of God and prayer now parents And those of you that are with children, I do not want you to outsource your children's faith journey. The church is to partner, come alongside of you and help you. If you're new to this church thing and you're like, ooh, I don't really want to do that, so I'm not going to go back to church. No, 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 no. That's not what we're we're saying. You don't have to know a scripture. You can be new to church. You don't have to know scripture to still teach the principles of God. Like saying yes, no, you're not yelling and slamming doors in my house. No, your teacher said for you to do this, let's sit down and do it now. No, I need you to brush your teeth. Please be a gift to your teacher. We, we need you to brush your teeth. <laughs> Let me tell you, Terrell McCaskill. I was teaching fifth grade in Jonesboro, Georgia. And you know, at reading time, you've got the little reading table even for the fifth graders. So I'm just sitting there, and Terrell would always be to my left. And so it just, I was having a bad day this day. I wasn't eating gluten-free quite yet, and I had missed the time to get my peanut butter crackers and my sun kiss because I was a new teacher. I was probably about 23. And Terrell, it's his turn to read, and just all of, I mean, I just can't breathe. And so I turned to my left, and I remember, I do love Jesus, but I'm in my 20s, so they probably couldn't tell him much. But I was like, Terrell, did you brush your teeth this morning? He said, no, (laughs) ma'am. So now I am amused. I said, Terrell, you did not brush your teeth this morning. He said, no. I never brush my teeth in the morning. He said, you see, I like to sleep. So what I do is I take my bath at night, I wash my face, and I brush my teeth. I have my clothes laid out at the foot of the bed so when my alarm goes off at 7.20, I have to be at the bus stop at 7.33. So I just get up because I brushed them the night before. <laughs> And so I really wanted to laugh, and I couldn't shame a brother in front of all the other, you know, kids. And I leaned in because I was 20, and I was real cute. I had real long hair, so I was letting it work for me with a fifth-grade boy. I was like, baby, I'm going to need you to brush your teeth just for Miss Huff. Can you do that? And he said, yes, and you ought to see Terrell today. He sent me a message about 13 years ago on Facebook, and he got, He's about 6'4", he's married, and I think with that cute little wife, he is brushing his teeth every morning. (laughs) So I don't know how well I'm going to do with the teaks, but I'm telling you, my class will be the smelling goodest, most clean. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get that together. How are we going to do it? Through the word of God. And we are going to do that. You will be getting dressed every day in the armor of God. And remember, you are not your clothes, and you are not your hair, though your clothes and hair are important. Did I comb my hair? Yes. You should see how much hairspray I have, because this side of my hair is this long, and this side is this long. So try to get a bun up here, and then I've been working full-time, and and it just, like, happened all of a sudden. So we did not make it to the hairdresser this week. But, you know, it is important. I didn't want to look like I had just gotten up out of bed. So, yes, it is important, but it is not who I am. My Aunt Sarah Lynn that you all have been asking for. When I got to Montgomery, I bet you they didn't ask me where I got my shoes, where the luggage came from. I had a bottle of oil in the left hand and a handkerchief in the right. And I walked yeah. in the house and I took authority from the front door to the back. Where is she? And I laid hands on her. For those of you that haven't been praying, she made it through the surgery. Yes. Yeah. ICU, they found, for those of you who don't know, my aunt was uh, found with a brain tumor, and she has struggled with different types of cancer. She's in remission, and she was struggling with her memory, so they found a tumor. She wanted a second opinion, but I had told her, don't make me come to Montgomery and throw some oil on you and lay hands on you myself. They better find out what's going on. And so we waited about two weeks. Last Saturday, I got a call while we were doing the prayer walk with Amazing Church. Hey, mommy has to go into surgery on Monday. I said I will be there. I didn't know how. That's why we shut down Children's Church because I didn't have time to prepare my children, the the team. And I don't want to put them in harm's way because it could be kind of chaotic. And I went to Montgomery. It doesn't make me great. But guess what? When I speak Jesus, it won't be that I'm so great. It'll be because I did put my family first. It would profit me absolutely nothing to be up here looking all cute. And my aunt is over there suffering. Now the beautiful thing about it is we are not even blood related. My granddaddy Levi was married to Mary Rosa. Mary Rosa never birthed children. She was my mother's stepmother, my grandfather's second wife. Sarah Lynn is Granny Mary's niece. But I married into that family. And so we act like family. So I went. And I sat myself down. And I just served. And I'm telling you, Carmela and I her daughter are talking. And I cried. And I said, thank you for always loving me. They had a choice, especially if my grandparents are gone now. They could be like, oh, that was Levi and them, you know, grandchild. And they always act like family. So guess what? I acted like family. And I don't want them to say that I'm great. I want them to see, oh, God still heals. Yeah, Today. Yeah. Today that he still heals. Alrighty, So I'm back off the, the road to the left. All right. So we're going to start talking about the armor of God. I need two volunteers. Preferably, oh, I see a hand. Is, is that... I can't see. L.A., come on. Come on, sweetie. Who's behind L.A.? Come, That's Panache. Hey, I haven't seen you. Come on, baby. I wanted a little girl. Do we have any young girls? Elementary age? Okay, that's okay. We were in children's church a couple weeks ago, and it was just all girls. It was all girls we had. So how you doing? All right, this is LA. Everybody say good morning, LA. Good morning. And this is Panache, Everybody say what's up, Panache. Uh oh, you could be in my class. I smell cologne. Who got cologne? <laughs> Look at you. You are not your clothes, but you're still smelling good. All righty. So even though now you you do I have because you are now on the world wide web somebody in Ireland is watching you somebody in Sierra, Le- Sierra Leone and Liberia West Africa is it okay all right and no girl's gonna email me and say hey he took my book bag last year Aww. Hey sweetness what's your name what's your name pumpkin Aww. everybody say hey <gasps> Let me look in your eyes. Oh, I can see that you are a good girl. Oh, do you go to school? Not yet. When you go to school, your teacher is gonna love you. Okay. Do you want to stand in the middle of the boys, on the outside of the boys, or near me? Right there. Okay. Boys, gotta move over. This is your life. It's your future. When the girls say, way. All right. So what we're gonna do? What we're going to do, I need somebody to volunteer to help me and not put on this Look at that leadership. Look at, look at, it, look at it. Look at it. Look at that leadership right there. All righty. So you will help me so you won't put on everything. All righty. So we're going to be talking about the armor of God. You you three can turn around because I'm going to be, you all just be witness to us talking about them. Now, when you go to school, you are not actually going to be putting on a helmet. But when you wake up in the morning and as you are brushing your teeth and washing your face and just getting everything together, I want you to start in your mind mentally putting on the armor of God, okay? So the first piece of the armor is the breastplate of righteousness. So here is the breastplate. You can put this on Panache. Put it on. You got to go around and help him. I'm going to help her because she's a girl. Help him see that how that needs to be undone. Okay, you come here, sweetie. You can face this way. So you're gonna put this on. I'm just gonna tie this because I ordered it from Amazon and yeah, Pastor Ray would not let me buy a real live full armored man. It was not in the budget. So we're just gonna tie this right there. So right here, we can go to our next slide. No, no, no. Number one is the belt of truth. All right, take this off. I messed up.
5: <laughs>
4: now, the belt of truth, they don't have a belt. I have a belt on, but I can't take it off in front of everybody. So do like this. Go start in the back, and just put truth. Let's do it again. Start in the back. Put your hands together like this. And say truth. True. Now, you. that's where you start. So while you're brushing your teeth and washing your face, because you brush your teeth in the morning, right? Don't, don't do not it the night before. While you're brushing your teeth, you wanna the first thing you want to put on is truth. Why? Thank you so much for asking. Do not tell lies. Look at your neighbor and say, don't tell a lie. Look at your neighbor and say, don't tell a lie. Do not tell lies. Why? We think, oh, it's a little white lie. No, a lie is a lie, and they are never little. And this is why. In John 8, it says this. For you are the children of your father, the devil. Everybody say, not me. Not me. When you lie, yes, it's you. It's us. It says, for you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. Everyone say the Garden of Eden. Eden. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Everyone say, I don't lie. So the reason why the very first part, and it's very interesting, I'm going to have to send a little review and say they didn't put in the belt of truth. The reason why you put on truth is because you are not children of the enemy. When you lie, even if you're afraid, just tell the truth. Just do not lie. If your mama says, did you get in them cookies after I told you? Don't say no. No. Because she already knows you did because we try to be slick with kids and we still have crumbs in the corner of our mouth. And then we just tell a lie. And So then we're going to really be in trouble. If you get into something and you're not supposed to get into a teenager's, if you get caught looking at something on the Internet and you're not supposed to tell the truth, what would the truth look like with cookies? Say, I'm sorry. I know you told me not to get into cookies, but I I just felt like they were there and I just really wanted them. And mommies understand what it's like to get in cookies. You know how we say, and that's my last one, and then you just be standing in the pantry about 11.30 looking at the cookie bag. That might not be your testimony, but it is mine. Hallelujah. But I'm telling the truth and shame the devil. You don't lie. Don't lie to your teachers. Don't lie to your parents. If you get caught, teenagers, looking at something that you're not supposed to be looking to on the Internet, tell the truth. Just say, you know what? I know this thing was bad for me, but for some reason I just, I just had a temptation when you tell the truth, people can so much more easily identify with where your struggle is, and then you can get some help for it. But when you lie, it is not just a disappointment and anger for your parents. When you lie, you line up on the side of Satan.
5: Wow. Yeah. Woo.
4: Of John, Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. So they wanted to go to church and be the deacons and the pastors, but they were mean and they would do stuff to lie. They were lying on Jesus. And Jesus is saying that you are just like your father, the devil. When you lie, you line up on the side. It's better that some of you have the testimony, not that you are perfect, but that you are honest. Let somebody say, you know what, he be getting into everything, but he don't even lie. I had a cousin, Alpha Herbert. Alpha Herbert went home to be with Jesus in March. And I'm telling you, most people would think that Alpha Herbert was a little low-down, dirty-something. No, Alpha Herbert was a truth-teller. He would be doing something wrong, but it's true. This is not for children. It is for you adults. So one day I lived with Alpha Herbert and his wife when I graduated from college and I was teaching school in Georgia. I lived with them in College Park, Georgia. And Alpha Herbert back then, he didn't know Jesus like he knew him when he left. And so he had stayed out all night. And so his wife was mad. It's about 7 o'clock. Now, you know, I teach school this Saturday morning. I was waiting for them all to open up. And I'm downstairs at their house. And I hear her come downstairs and set up the ironing board. I'm like, ooh, there's about to be some good times going on up in here. And so, you know how you're just listening. I was being nosy listening. So I hear him coming up the stairs and opening the door. And his wife, Seth, said, Albert Herbert, where you been? He said, you know where the blank I've been. She said, no, I don't. Where you been? And he said, I've been at Gwen's house. That's where I've been. She said, I can't believe it. He said, "Why you asking for? That's <laughs> so low down. He was married and he would bring somebody else's name up. But what you would know about Albert is he was not a liar. He might have been a whole other things he needed to be delivered from, but you could trust him to tell the truth. From the day he was born to the day he died, he did not tell a lie. Say, we don't tell lies around here. Now, that is, you You start your day off in truth. So that means every day you're going to make a decision. I'm not going to lie to my teacher. I'm not lying to my mommy. I'm not lying to my friends. Don't tell these little friends who still live at home with their mom and don't have a job. Oh, yeah, I got uh, these new things and I got the new PlayStation. Don't lie for them. They have no heaven or hell to send you to and their vote does not count. So don't even lie to your friends. Now we can move on to the breastplate of righteousness. That's number two. It's taken from Ephesians 14. This right here, after you have your belt of truth on, and this is how Roman soldiers used to dress, but it has spiritual significance. All righty. Now tell me, L.A., why do you think God wants us to put on this breastplate? Say that again. Somebody gets hit. So give me another word starts with a P. What is this? Is it soft? No. So if you get if she gets hit, it's going to do what for her? Yes. Very good. Protect her. So the, the body armor, the breast, breastplate of righteousness is for protection. So after you put your belt of truth on. While you're brushing your face, you want to, brushing your face, brushing your teeth and washing your face, you want to think mentally, I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm putting on the protection of God. And the number one organ, what do you think is the main thing that is protected under this armor? Yes. Tell me. Your heart. Very good. Why do you think your heart needs to be protected? You could die. the Bible says that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if in your heart you have anger, guess what? Your words are going to be angry. If you've got sadness in your heart, guess what? Your words are going to be sad. The reason why God wants you to protect your heart is he does not want us to be open for the attack of the enemy. How do we protect our heart? First of all, everyone say breastplate of righteousness. Now, righteousness is to obey God's commands and to live in a way that honors him. Does lying honor God? Does stealing honor God? Does cheating honor God? Does being mean to our friends honor God? Does being disobedient to the bus driver honor God? Does rolling our eyes, sucking our teeth, and being just ugly, does that honor God? So in the morning when we're getting dressed for success, our new school clothes, we're going to put on truth, and we're also going to put on protection, we're going to guard our heart. That means that we're not going to expose ourselves to things that would make us upset, like making bad choices. If you don't want to feel bad about yourself, part of that has to do with the decisions that you make. If your mama told you, do your homework and get ready for school, but you want to still play on the game, you need to remember this, nope, I'm protecting my heart. Because then when you get in trouble, then you'll be mad with your mom and you're like, oh, she's so mean. And you forget, oh, it's not about her. It's about me. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So we want to protect our hearts through righteousness. That means right standing with God. Now, you can turn to the front. These are not going to fit. So you got to put these just on top of his shoes. So turn around to the front. And so this is what you're going to do. This is, pumpkin, turn around to the front, baby. So right here we have what is number three. Okay, we pass righteousness. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Everyone say shod. Shod. Shod means, it's an old Bible word that means lace up. Now, we don't have laces. But anyway, the Roman soldiers would put something over their feet, over their shoes. L.A., tell me why. To protect their feet. Now, God is asking us to put on our feet... The preparation of the gospel of peace. All righty, so follow me. You know, we used to sing this song of preschool, do what I'm doing, follow, follow me. So you can put these up here. Okay, walk with me. Follow me. That means that as I dress for school, come on, keep coming. And I put on peace, you're not following directions. Follow me. Follow me. bringing peace. You see where we, this is a territory, even though it's just up on this stage. Everywhere we go as Christ followers, we are supposed to bring the peace. Everybody say, I bring, the peace. I bring the peace. Now, look at here. It says, you put on your feet the preparation. That means when you're coming to Children's Church, you are getting prepared for what? The good news of peace. So when people say, are you scared to take the test? You can say, "Nope." I'm just going to pray about it. Yeah. Now, you're not preaching Jesus. That's you talking about what you're going to do. If somebody says, "Oh my goodness, did you see that scary movie?" You can say, "No, I'm not going don't, to I don't like to be afraid. You have prepared by coming to church and participating To bring peace to everywhere you go. So the reason why the Bible says that a part of us getting dressed is to put peace on our feet is because we bring the peace. Say that again. Say, we bring the peace. peace. All right. You can come over here and stand in front of the table. In Ephesians 6.15, it says, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news. That's the gospel. That's the message of God. So that you will be fully prepared. That means that when things are going on, you can have peace. It's nothing bad is going to happen to your schools because if you go to school anywhere in Texas, we have already prayed for you. If you go to school in Prosper, uh, McKinney, or Frisco, we have already been to your school with Amazing Church. We've anointed the front and the back with oil, and we prayed over it. So when things seem yeah. kind of crazy or kids say, did you hear this is going to happen? Guess what? You're going to be bringing peace with you. Now, to have peace doesn't mean you're not afraid. But to have peace means you can take a deep breath and know that it's going to be okay. It's okay to be afraid. Say that to yourself. Say, self, it's okay to be afraid. But greater than your fear is your trust that God's got a great plan for your life. All righty. In Joshua 1, 3, it says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, it will be the land I've given you. So when you go to school, now, come on, follow me. Do you own the stage? Well, right now, you do. You see all those people out there? They don't have a stage, but you do. Right? I'm telling the truth. So even though you haven't purchased it, where you are, you possess. Are you in a little bit of control of what's going on the stage? Yes. It's like that at school. When you go into the doorway of your school, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm bringing Jesus with me. You don't have to follow me now. Oh, yeah, I'm coming in here. It's nobody coming in and shooting up this school because I'm here. My teacher's not going to be crazy because I'm here. My principal's going to be nice because I'm here. Just because you're there... Things can turn around different. Let me tell you a story. I'm so glad you asked. Yeah. See, I graduated from School of World Missions, but what I had forgot was that my passport was expired. Pastor Ray and I were invited to go to Brazil to do ministry training. So I'm trying to register with the Council of Brazil, and guess what? It's giving me red flags. Uh oh, uh. Oh. I said, I don't know what happened. It, Pastor Ray looked at my passport and it said it was expired. We were leaving in three weeks. It is not very easy to get a passport in the United States. So I go down to the office in downtown, and I was slick. I made an appointment, but I went like three days ahead, thought if they take walk-ins, it's okay. And they said, if you're not leaving today, you can't do a walk-in. So I said, okay. So I had to leave. I went back at my regularly scheduled Monday time. I see this long line around the corner, but I'm like, I don't have time to wait in that line. My flight is leaving on Wednesday. It is Monday, so I park my car in the parking structure. I'm talking about bringing peace, and I go from the parking structure. The guys that were working security remembered me. I don't know, I guess those people were following the rules but I follow favors so when I went in the door there was no line for me to have to be in. So I go in and I'm standing in line, like you are standing in line. Then I hear over the walkie-talkie somebody say, Shots fired. What? Well, Shots fired was a show that Sinai Lathan did with this guy and I thought, oh, the show is coming back. Literally. I thought, oh, the show is coming back. <laughs> 10 seconds. Shots fired. <mớiues> geliyor, boom, <contidors> bow, bow, boom, Clack, 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 clack. And I turn, I came in the door on the left, but I followed the crowd and went to the right. I'm uh, at the Federal Building in downtown Dallas. This is June 17th, the year 19, 2019. And I go through a revolving door. The Federal Building begins to shut down and we are trapped in the little, that little triangle of the revolving door. There are six of us, so let's stand close. There are six of us trapped in this spot. The building is shutting down and we can't go any place. So you know what I did to start praying in the Holy Ghost. I was afraid, but I knew to call on the name of Jesus. So one lady over here yelled at the lady where Panache is and says, you gotta push with your back. So she gets a little anchor, she squats down, and she pushes with everything with her back to get us out, and we it looked like we just got spit out onto the street. I'm afraid to walk across the building to where my car is because I don't know where the, I can still hear gunfire, where the gunfire is going. Now, before I got there, I was speeding a little bit, and I told the Lord, Lord, I know that this is a crazy prayer, but I just need you to be with your girls so I can give this passport. Because I'm embarrassed to tell Bishop and them that I don't have my passport. And I'm teaching the women on Friday. So I kept praying Psalm 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamped around round about me to keep me and to deliver me. The angel of the Lord in camp about me to keep me and to deliver me. While I'm going down 75 about 83. That's where I started off. I'll tell you where I ended. Uh, <laughs> the angel of the Lord it encamped round about me to keep me and deliver me. So we're out. I go back to the, in this matter of minutes, the three blocks are shut down. We're at the federal building. A judge was supposed to be sworn in that day. So I'm thinking I'm going to hang out downtown because maybe they'll open the building back up. I don't know what's going on. Let me tell you this why you trust God. I'm stuck in a parking structure with a toothless wonder named David. David tried to holler at me the week before and he was still trying to holler. I told David, I'm married. He said, that's okay, I like married women. I was like, <laughs> but I was like my men to have teeth, amen. And so we were, I was just, and David ended up being such a blessing to me because now I'm stuck downtown. Shelly is calling me because she hears on the news that there is a, a shooting at the federal building. Pastor Ray is getting on the plane to go to Brazil. But I've already been praying. The angel of the Lord encamped around about me to keep me. I'm standing there waiting to see what happens next. And here I see this guy, look a little bit like Elder Barge, but I know him, coming down. Shane Gilmore is a federal agent. If you know the Gilmore, Shane and Carol Gilmore have been friends with us for about 20 years. I see Shane putting on his jacket and going in. So I know he's working. I'm texting Shane, I'm right behind you, I saw you in the orange shirt, you just walked past me, I was down here to get my passport, he said stay right there, and for the next four hours he gave me blow, I had inside information, I had inside information that manifests on the outside, so when I'm saying that your feet take peace, let me tell you, there is not on record one domestic terrorist attack where nobody was shot, but the shooter that day nobody got shot but the shooter and i know that happened because i was there you know what (laughs) reminded me of it cassie white called me pastor wendy i saw you on the news and i said yes and then she said, nobody got shot. And do you remember you calling me and saying, I believe is because you were there. Yeah. You might not remember that, but you called me. You saw me on the news and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I have been praying. So when I'm talking about, this is not just an illustrated sermon that when you walk, you bring the peace. You do bring the peace. When I went downtown, lives were spared because Jesus was there. Why was Jesus there? Because I took him with me. I thought I just wanted protection from a ticket, but he gave us. Protection for our lives. You got to realize that you're that important. Yeah. You have to realize that you're that important that a school won't get shot, shot up because you're there. Yep. And that's nothing I'm just talking out here. It's something I've experienced. So you bring the peace. God will give you, and when you walk, not in arrogance, but confidence, you can walk in and say, Yep, yeah, it's going to be a good day because I'm here. Yeah. Even yeah. if everything is going bad. And then you just help everybody become. When the people are saying, are you overwhelmed? I don't get down in the money grub and start saying, oh, yeah, I really don't know what's going on. Mm-mm. I'm not, I'm going to be a gift to myself. If I start doing all that whining and complaining and then I'm sad and feeling insecure and then I don't want to get a job and all that kind of stuff and I need a job because two weeks before I got the protect your face you could protect your body you can do the shield what the things that are hurled at us sometimes they do hurt when you're putting up your shield of faith just imagine just doing this all day long just dodging stuff all day long it gets tiring the things people say can hurt our feelings and sometimes it can make us cry and it's okay to cry Get you the strong tissue, and if you graduate from tissue, get you some handkerchief. Get you a good cry out, and then get back in the game. Because you have faith. You're like, nope, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I might not be cute today, but you should have seen my sixth grade picture. I mean it's just so it's just so shameful. It, you should have seen my skin and the glasses like they touched up the above my eyebrows and then down here. It just and then I just used to like to part my hair on the side and not like let the hair be curly. It just like one roll, just like a hot dog just down the side. It just like a hose. And I really thought I was cute. when I look at the picture, it's like, ooh, that picture is not cute. So no matter what anybody says to you today, this is not where you're going to stay because you're growing and you're learning, and they don't come to Converge Church, so they don't know that they're being used by the devil because they're just full of lies. So you tell them, I'm going to pray for you. All right, your shield of faith number five, the helmet of salvation. So this little helmet, I'm glad we have a little head over here because you see Amazon, it got twisted, in the, and I don't know how to twist it back. So you put on the helmet of salvation. Are you going to put on the helmet actually before school? No, but when you are brushing your teeth and washing your face, this is what you're going to look like. Now, the helmet of salvation. Salvation is our trust in God. It is not a one-time thing. Everyone say, salvation? Salvation. is not a one-time event. Our salvation is continual. As you are getting dressed, this is like the last piece of armor. This is the final act. Of readiness. What does a helmet do, LA? It protects your head, huh? And your and your skull. You need those things to be fully intact. When you put on the helmet of salvation, it is to protect you from the influence of this culture. Yeah. So when people are looking at things that they're not supposed to be looking at, when they have diminished the power of God to Him being a her or something else. Then you are protected because you are saying, no, my mind is clear. My mind is right. I trust in Jesus and he is with me. This helmet of salvation is a continual process. It's continual. I'm going to make the right choice. Because what's in your heart will come out of your mouth or it will come through your thoughts. So we protect our thoughts by not exposing ourselves to certain things. And then, thank you, because you're giving us the next step. This one right here. The next thing we have is our, do you know what this is, pumpkin? What is that? Huh? It's a sword. Yes, it's a sword. Now, the number six, the sword of the spirit. You have a sword in your hand, but the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Have you heard me give you scripture up here? Yes. So when people, remember I said if somebody told you that you weren't cute, that they would be lying? You need to know in your heart, memorize the word. Like Jeremiah 29, I know the thoughts I have of you say, if the Lord, they're good thoughts, thoughts to you good and not to do you harm, to give you a hope in the future. When you have that scripture in your heart and people tell you crazy stuff, use your sword. You can just slice it. You've already got truth on. You've You've protected your heart. So what they say can't get in your heart and you won't believe them. You protected your head. And now you have the word of God. Jesus loves me. You have the word of God in the confession. You have been created for good works. The rest of that scripture is that we're prepared in advance for you to do. So when you come to church and you get your memory verses, it's not just for you to do one more thing. It's so that you can fight off the enemies of this world. Amen? Ephesians Ephesians 6.17 says, And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It is an offensive weapon against tact. Tactics of the enemy, but the best weapons are the word of God and it's a P word not, not protection, but you are there. You gave me a P word the word of God and prayer. yes, thank you, friends. The word of God and prayer. If I say the word of God, word of God. And, prayer. and prayer, so in the morning, you put on you protect your you, you first of all, you decide I'm gonna tell the truth, so let's do it. Put on the belt. Say, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to protect my heart. I'm going to make sure I don't believe lies. I'm going to protect my mind by making good choices. And if anybody come for me, I'm going to show up. (laughs) Amen. compromise your strength. Asking for help does not compromise your strength. Staying for tutoring does not compromise your strength. Getting held back does not compromise your strength. Taking a gap year does not compromise your strength. This is the greatest lesson I ever learned in motherhood, you know when you have a baby and then everybody wants to tell you how to raise a baby and then all the books tell you how to raise a baby and then your mama tell you how to raise a baby and then your grandmama think you don't even know how to raise a baby. This is the greatest lesson I have learned in my 51 years. Do what works for you. Do what works for you. When you can be an advocate for yourself, that's real strength. When you can say, I'm not ready yet, that's real strength. When you can discreetly, after class, say, you know what? I was looking, I was taking notes, but I'm really struggling. That's real strength. I had to set up this little laptop and everything, and we were doing something, and they said, oh, do you have your login? You know how to log in? And I just told her, not yet, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm not going to act like I'm not too proud for. I don't know what's going on. And I'm going to wear my badge. I'm like, boom, it's been 17 years. I'm not saying it to her. I'm saying it to me. So I'm giving myself grace. I don't understand. They were saying, okay, they gave me these buckets. And they said, okay, this is for your class and this is for Shelly's class. And then you put these and they were separated by genre and all of this in the process. You'll have a school library and everything. So does that make sense? And I just said, no, but I'm going to get it. Um, I'm going to get it. Is there something I can read, you know, over the weekend? And she said, oh, no, no, we'll get you some labels and this and these right here. And come on and follow me because I think Ryan has the rest of your books. So I go to Ryan's class and I get the rest of your books. And she said, here, now you're all set up. And I just said, okay, thank you so much. And I went and hung some border on the wall because I know how to hang border. I don't know what those books are the bins, but guess what this week we're going to find out. Because I choose to be strong in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And what if Prosper ISD comes back and says, you know what, Miss Herman, you just really aren't a good fit. Mm-hmm. I might cry, but I'm not going to hang my head because I got plenty of work to do at Converge Church. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, right. That's what being strong is about, is having confidence in something that is greater than me. So students have confidence. When we're trying to get you to know the word and come to church, it's not to get you to do something else. It's so that when you leave us, you can have a confidence that supersedes anything that we can do for you. We love you and we want you to be well, but we need you to know that you are enough. And that, my friends, is what the enemy is coming for this school year. That's what he's always going to come for. He started out in the Garden of Eden. Remember when the serpent said to Eve, did God really say, don't eat from this tree? That is our eternal struggle as humanity. Did God really say? Did God really say, if I mess up, I just confess my sins and I'll be forgiven? Did God really say, that if I call upon him, I shall be saved. Did God really say that he loves me with an everlasting love? And even if you know that he said it, where we struggle is, did he mean it? See, I can lay hands and pray for you and believe it, but where we struggle is, does it matter for me? And I came to serve notice that absolutely it matters for you and so what we're going to do now thank you so much that we're going to close out that section a final word be strong in the lord and in his mighty power and we're not just going to give you the word remember we said that there's those dynamite twins that are working together the word and what prayer, prayer. and so we're going to pray for you We have a lot of students that work in our AV. You're not going to miss out. Whatever is going to be whatever. The tape will still be rolling. But we're going to lay hands. We're going to anoint you. Every child that's going to be in school, if you are a teacher or an administrator, we want to take our time to pray. For you, your schools have been prayed for, but we are going to anoint you. It says that the anointing destroys the yoke. Some people got that wrong and said the anointing breaks it. Well, if you got some gorilla goo, you can put that thing back together. You know what I'm saying? So we don't need something just to be broken. We need the anointing of God to destroy every weapon that is formed against us. To expose every wicked and evil thing. To turn back the things. In Psalm 70 David is praying to the Lord he said, oh come and rescue me. Let those who seek my harm and say aha we've got him now. Let them be turned back and put to shame. That's the things we need to pray over our students. That person that will be offering them something to drink. That person that will be offering them something to smoke. That person that will be offering them something to look back, look at that they shouldn't, let them be turned back. I don't really want to pray out and be put to shame or let the chips fall where they may when it comes to protecting our own, but that is the word of God. So we are going to get ready to pray, pray if the band can start playing something. Andrea, I left my oil in Montgomery, so if you could bring me some oil. If you are a student, we're going to ask that you just come and line up here at the front of the stage. Quickly, quickly, quickly. can be college age. If you are out in the audience, you don't have students, you you can face me. You don't have school age kids. We're going to ask you to pray. Pray for the students and you can pray with your eyes wide open. You all face me, face me, face me. I'm going to come down. Look at all this. Wow, we're taking some territory this year for the kingdom. All righty. So, students, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand here so you can see me. I'm going to anoint you with oil. I'm going to make, I will put my finger here in the oil. And how I'm going to anoint you is going to be in the form of a cross. I anoint you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Though this is a, rep- this is a representation of God's protection and his covering. What used to happen back in the Bible times when David started off as a shepherd boy and he had sheep. What they, what shepherds would do, they said, would be to anoint the sheep. Because what would happen with sheep is bugs would get up under their wool and bite them and cause them all kinds of pain. So when you pour the oil, when the shepherds poured the oil over them, guess what? The bugs couldn't stick. And so all those things that we talked about that can be hurled at you, the name calling, the, insec- the insecurities, we could even have our own mind monsters. That's why we put on the helmet of salvation. So as I anoint you today, what this is is we are asking God to cover and protect you. That those things that could come near you, that they just slide off. And we believe that God will do this. And what I want you to believe is that God's got a plan for your life. And it is a good plan. Plan to do you good and not to do you harm. I know these little sugars right here, y'all have been through a lot lately. But God's plan for you is still good. And he is going to use that for you. I don't know how. I'm not going to make act like I know how it, he's going to use it. But I know that he is good. And he's got a plan for your life. So when you go, I know you're a gentle spirit, but you're cute. I need you to go with confidence and hold your head up. And even if it's a lie, I need you to tell your mom, mommy, it's a rough day today, okay? Because the enemy will try to come and be telling lies and say, look at what you've been through, and all the other kids, nobody is going through this, and yada, 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 and you just have to say, nope, that is not the truth. God's got a plan for me, I don't, and you can tell, God, God, I'm mad about it. I don't even really appreciate what just happened. I'm sad about it, and it's okay. And we're gonna anoint you and believe God's protection over your life and remember this is not just for you we anoint you that you keep walking in peace that you bring the peace that whatever has happened in the past it could have been last week that today is a fresh start and we start over and that it is going to be okay because you are so much cuter than you think you are so much smarter than it feels like and you have more destiny than you could ever imagine. Marcus Barnes, you are a king and priest by stature and by nature. And I'll keep the rest between me and you. I anoint you now in the Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh God do for Marcus what only you can do. Keep him. Protect him. Give him peace, God. Let him know that it is okay to do what works for him. And as much as she is a part, Lord, she is an individual, and you will cause her to do great exploits, even on her drill team. Lord, that you will cause her to be above only and not beneath the head and not the tail. A leader, a leader in every good thing. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Lord. Nia Kennedy, we release you to good things. I anoint you now in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh God, we thank you that you have made a smooth path all the way to Boston, Massachusetts. Lord, I thank you that your spirit is there before she gets there. Lord, I thank you that you give her good friends and confidence. And Lord, I thank you that you let her know that we're going to keep a warm spot for her. And if they don't treat her right, she can come on back home. So Lord, I thank you that you'll do for Nia Kennedy what Ray and I can't do the seemingly impossible that you'll keep her, and she will know just how much you love her on another level. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Desi, I've been knowing you almost all your life. I'm so proud of the young woman that you are and that you're becoming. I anoint you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for Desi. Lord, I thank you for all the good things that you are doing in her and through her. Lord, I thank you for the legacy of faith that she comes from. Lord, I thank you that her calm and peaceful spirit will just, re- just create such an atmosphere of goodness. Lord, I thank you for the creativity in her. And I stir up the gift of God that is in her to be bold, to be courageous, to know that she is beautiful. And that you are going to do wonders in her life just because of who she is. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Levi Lafayette, I anoint you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you will be in Fabian uh, uh, Middle School, that because Levi is there, that the peace of God would be there. Lord, I thank you that you give him good friends, Lord, in every lie that tries to exalt itself over the person and character of Levi Lafayette, that it would be exposed and remembered impotent and of no effect. Lord, I thank you that Levi now is courageous, and he knows that you are with him. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in him. And Lord, we are confident that I have not seen nor ear heard what still is in store for Levi. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You know I got this. Alicia, right? Alicia and Alicia, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the baby. God, I thank you that you are well pleased with Alicia. Lord, I thank you that you're going to continue to do a work in her. Lord, I thank you that you are the lifter of her head, and that she she sees her beauty and everything that the enemy is trying to taunt her with. Lord, you will expose, and she'll be okay. Can you cut my mic for a second? Why are you a strong force? Yes, and he's with you and he's in you. You are a strong force. So Samuel, I anoint you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh God, I thank you for all that you have done for Samuel. And Lord, we pray over his physical body that you keep him physically, that he can continue to be in the field, on the field, when the other players are distraught and maybe saying potty words, that Samuel is trusting in you and being a leader. Lord, continue to make him a leader. Lord, keep his feet strong. Keep him agile. Keep him quick as he is playing soccer. And Lord, we look at him not as a soccer star, but as a sent one on the mission field. And Lord, you use him through sports. You place him in the world, but not of the world. And Lord, we thank you that you will complete the good work that you have begun in Samuel. And we'll see his name in light. We'll all lift our hands and say, look what the Lord has. Goodness. Do you know how strong you are? Do you know who Jeremiah was in the Bible? Turn to me. Do you know Jeremiah was a prophet for God? He spoke for God. You're not him, but your name means something. Jeremiah was such a strong prophet that even when things were hard, he didn't, he was never ashamed to cry. You know what he told God one time? He said, God, you sent me to all these knuckleheads and they don't even want to listen. I'm Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, calm down. God wasn't even mad at him. He said, if you speak words that are worthy, not words that are worthless, I will make you a fortified wall. You know what that means, a fortified wall? That not do you just have brick, but steel behind it. That double protection. He told Jeremiah, I will make you a strong wall. And you don't have to go to the people and be frustrated. They're going to come to you. They're going to come say, oh, Jeremiah, what should we do? Oh, Jeremiah, can you pray for us? Oh, Jeremiah, can you ask God to do for this for us? So God will speak to Jeremiah, and Jeremiah will speak to the people. So sometimes that doesn't mean, like up here on stage, like I'm doing, sometimes it's just about being good in school. Sometimes God may use you to talk to your mom, your daddy, your uncles, your siblings, but just know that you are strong and that God is with you. Say that. Say, I am strong. And God is with me, and I know that because your name is a strong name. So Jeremiah, I anoint you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that these words I'm speaking to Jeremiah—they're not just words, but that they are taking root in his heart. I pray that Jeremiah knows that he is strong. Lord, use him, show him what his name means, protect him. And Give me your name, sweetie. Christian. How old are you, Christian? 13. Got muscles going on. Got a mustache. 13. All right. I see. What grade are you going to? 7th grade. You ready? Look at me. You ready? Yeah. How you know you're ready? Yes. Because God is with you. But look at me. See, you're a man, you know, and so you don't have to look down, even though you don't know me, anybody you talk to, you look at them, and not buck up, look at them, but you look at them, because you're ready. Yeah. Say that to yourself, say Christian, you ready. ready, no, do this, say Christian, you're ready, so when you get afraid of something, that's your word, Christian, you're ready, it don't matter what the test say, you're ready, keep them low, Fast girls away from you because you ain't ready for that. Just, just, you know, the Lord put somebody cute on layaway for you, but not now. You still live at home with your mama, you don't have a job. You're not ready. That's the only area you're not ready in. Thank you for letting me joke with you. But I'm going to anoint you that you always make the good, the good choices, that you are a leader. Your name means It's a lonely road, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. And you got look at all those people back there. You're not by yourself. You got girls and guys that's on the road with you. So I know you Christian in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that Christian is ready. Look at me, baby. I thank you, Lord, that Christian is ready, that he knows that he is a Christ follower. Lord, would you give him protection? Lord, even at 13, somebody could probably think that he was 19. Lord, We pray Psalm 34-7 around him, that the angel of the Lord encamps around Christian to keep him and to deliver him from any hurt, harm, and danger. Lord, I thank you that Christian will make the wise choice in Jesus' name. And he will be a leader because he's ready. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mm -hmm. Everyone say, you ready?" ready? You know, I know you don't know me, but you know I just got this special, special, special kind of love. You're going to have a good year because we're going to make sure of that one way or another. So, Adrian, I anoint you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, and you know the prayers we have already prayed and we continue to pray. Lord, I thank you for even right now the confidence you are giving Adrian. Lord, he's a calm, gentle spirit, but that's where the strength lies. Lord, surround Adrian with answers to his questions. Lord give him peace. Give him good friends. Lord help him to know that he is enough. And that in this life we do have trouble, but you and you old God you will deliver us out of the law Lord, you know the prayers that I'm not even able to pray for Adrian. And I thank you that you'll do it. You'll keep him. That when the enemy tries to come in, whisper lies of doubt and insecurity. That today, those weapons will be destroyed. Because Adrian would know that he is loved. And God has a mighty plan for his life. These things we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Is this, are you Michael or Christopher? You're Michael. All right. You know we're praying for y'all, right? You know, even though we don't know you, that we love you. I talk to your mom a couple times every week. We check in on you, okay? What grade are you going to this year? Fourth grade. I'm going to be teaching fourth grade. So I'm going to have to come to you and give me some inside information. All righty. So as you go back to fourth grade, are you ready? You are? Yes. And you are ready. So I know you right now, Michael. It's Michael, right? Michael, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I thank you for Michael. I thank you that you are healing his broken heart. Lord, I thank you that he knows that he is enough. Lord, I thank you that you will keep his family. And, Lord, show them that even in the midst of it all, you are with them and you are for them. Lord, I cover he and his brothers. Make them strong. Lord, keep them, satisfy them with long, trouble-free life moving forward. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mr. L.A., I think all the prayers and words I have had for you, I just speak them out every week. Thank you for being a leader. Thank you for being a good leader. You know that that, that leadership you have in you? your teachers will think it's disrespect, look at me, they will think it's disrespect, it's not disrespect, if somebody says, you're being disrespectful, at the right time, number one, tell your mom and your grandma, and at the right time, explain, look them in the eye, I wasn't being disrespectful, I just was trying to explain myself, because they're lying, you're not a disrespectful person, and you have a right to be an advocate for yourself, the Lord is shaping that leadership, So, Mr. L.A., I anoint you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the leader that L.A. is. Lord, I ask that you just give him favor with his teachers. Lord, as he, we're asking him to be an advocate for himself, Lord, will you please give L.A. teachers that will be an advocate for him. Lord, I thank you that they won't crush his spirit, that they won't put out the light, and that every good thing you've put in him, that you're perfecting it and you're honing it, For your ministry, oh God. For your ministry. For your ministry. Lord, we thank you for this bright light. The apple of his mother's eye. The joy to his grandmama. Lord, we thank you for L.A. Do great things in him and through him this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I have a Bible for you. I didn't bring it this week, but... Next week, I'll have it. I'm saying it out loud so I don't forget. Actually, Levi has it for you. Veronica, I already cried your tears down there with Nia. And so we release you to good things. Get connected to a good church and keep serving. Your strength is in your quietness. And your voice really does matter. Not just your voice on the stage. right now speaking up and I can see you just run into a bathroom like almost sick to your stomach because you spoke up. But you got it out. And it'll be worth it. You'll change some things. So you'll be, you'll be running to the bathroom a couple times. and me see you some handkerchiefs. But guess what? Get it out. Get it out. And it gets easier. You have a voice that is needed. So I anoint you, Veronica. Oh, God, show Veronica who Veronica is. Give her a glimpse of the goodness that you've stored up. All that holding back has been treasures that have just been perfecting with age. And now it's time to release all that treasure you have in you, all the gold, all the fear. You open up your mouth anyway. And if you get it wrong join the club perfection is not the expectation trusting in God is he's already given you the grace to trust him now if you trust God you got to trust that he didn't make any mistakes with you so in you trusting God then you trust yourself and you step out and even when you're wrong or they don't listen to it you step out again and you step out again and then you look back and see a trail of all Victoria, what grade are you going to? Eighth grade, are you ready? You are? Please cut my mic. Bible says those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Many of you probably don't know this. Asia serves with the babies and children's church. She's only 14 years old and I'm telling you she can whip a diaper, play a little jingle, teach a lesson all at the same time. She does struggle with the boo-boo pull-up though a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we asked one Asia, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for Asia. Lord, I thank you for everything that she is to us. Lord, I thank you for the 360 degrees of greatness. What a beautiful daughter. What an amazing sister. What a strong servant leader. What a precious young woman of God. Lord, protect her and keeper. Help her to always make good choices. Help her to always be willing to be the only one doing the right thing. And Lord, show her your reward. Show her your reward of faithfulness. Do for Asia what I don't even know to pray out right now. But Lord, give her goodness because she's planted and serving in your house. Make the crooked path straight for her. Lord, let it be a good I would apologize for taking so long. Thank you for staying with me. But you know this is a matter of life and death, right? Yeah. yeah we amen. want to put some put some some rooting Come to on. what we believe and destinies. Yeah. And we are the church. So if you need to go, I'm not being sarcastic. If you need to go, we release you in Jesus' name. But we are the church where people will know that they are loved and that they are beautiful and that they are supported. What's your name? Kwashi. Kwashi. Are you Panache's older brother? You are, is he a good little brother? (laughs) What grade are you going into? Eighth grade, are you ready? A little bit. What part aren't you ready for? Please cut my mic. know that what's important to you is important to God, and it can seem something very small and insignificant, but it is important. Can you have a tissue, please? Students, what's important to you is important to God, whether it's a tuition payment, whether it's passing a test, whether it's relationships, whether it's friendships, say, Lord, just help me, help me. You might feel awkward, just say, Lord, help me, help me. Panache. Stand up, sir. I love that this is kind of like your second time I've seen you, and I love that you just make yourself at home, and I'm not saying that to be funny. That makes me feel like you see yourself as belonging here. Yeah. Do you see yourself as belonging here? Do you know we want you here? You know, I need you here. I need you here because you're a leader and you're a young talked about this when he came the first Sunday, he is some bullying. So he gave me the name, I'm not going to put the name, but he asked that we pray that he doesn't have this particular person in his class. That person has been bullying him since second grade and he's now in fourth grade. So I want everybody to stretch your hand toward Panache because that's a serious deal. Yeah. Uh, not only do we want the bullying to stop we want somebody to see it. We need somebody to see it and support his safety. It's no—it makes no sense for a fourth-grade boy to be talking about what has continued since second grade. Somebody is not doing something, and the enemy is trying to sniff out your light and your courage in this season. If that person steps to you, I need you to stand flat foot. And you tell that person, but you're not speaking to that person. You tell that person, no more. Point at me and say it like you mean it. No, I need you to point with some strength in there because I know. Say it like I mean like no smile. Say no more. I'm not having it. I don't belong to you. You better back up off of me. Yeah. yeah. Come on, down your eye but the tears don't compromise your strength you speak Amen. to that spirit Amen. Yes. no more i'm right. not having it anymore and you i mean you stand flat foot and you tell everybody if your teachers don't support you i need you to have your daddy call pastor ray and let me know because i will write a letter myself do you understand me yes. so you tell that thing not the person is not the thing we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness. What it is is to try to get you to believe that God is not with you, or that you're not worth it. You tell that per- that person, which you'll be speaking to the spirit, no more. I'm not taking it. I mean and You mean it. If you got to stand on top of a desk. You know what I'm saying? Don't stand on top of the desk unless you really mean it. Dad, I'm sorry. But, yeah, we, we just we rebuke that thing. So we anoint you, Panache, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, Lord, I thank you that even today, right now, you are giving him a courage he doesn't even know that this body can contain. Lord, that you're giving him a courage by the Spirit of God to stand flat foot in the face of the enemy and say, No more. No more. Lord, we pray a bloodline around his life, around his being, around his emotions. And we speak to that thing in the name of Jesus and we say, "No No more. Lord, to that child that has been taunting him, No more. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would move them out of the district in the name of Jesus, that you would cause them to get their things and go. And no more, Satan, no more. Lord, we lose peace, we lose courage. Over Panache, we lose a good year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, Beautiful. You ready? You ready? You know you're so pretty that that's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look at this face. So that is beauty. But when you're pretty like that, that's a gift of God.
5: Yeah.
4: I met what grade are you in? Tenth grade. Imagine what the other 10th grade girls are doing and saying. The gift of God can look like a curse because people don't know how to handle it. But when God gives you beauty, just like he gave Esther, it is for you to command your space. You know, we talked about taking peace. Beauty like this is rare and it is God's going to bring you some strong women that'll be good friends. Bring you safe young men that it won't be about the beauty on the outside because you are not this beautiful face. You are what comes out of your mouth. And you're not too pretty that you won't put on a t shirt. Daddy out of jail, we need him, okay? Because we already know he got his gun ready, but we need him, okay? Your beauty is for a purpose, and you don't have to be ashamed, don't fawn it. But you are graced with peace and beauty. The Lord wants you to command your space with grace and pride. So, on behalf of all the women. who have just not honored your gift, I'm sorry for all the men have whispered about you and been mean to you and said, who does she think she is? You say to yourself, I belong to Jesus, and I got a whole lot of people that love me, and God's got a plan for my life. This lonely road is only protection. around her with good for- why youth ministry is so vital. They have to have a place where they can be supported. We're going to be starting up youth ministry next week, next Sunday, so we'll introduce our youth leaders. Parents, don't give your children a choice whether to come to church or not. People say, oh, I don't want them to grow up in hate church. When you take them to every basketball game, they don't grow up in hate basketball. That's right. They need a community that will not only speak their same language, but will celebrate them. Not just pray for them during the hard hard times, but will celebrate everything that they are. And they're going to find it right here. This sugar right here, Gideon, been knowing him since he was five years old. His mother and aunts have been such great support over the last 15 years to me in ministry. So I've watched you grow up. You too, Gideon, have a strong name. You know the story of Gideon. It's not in the numbers, but it's in the faith, the obedience. You are a quiet force. Quiet is okay. Force is what God will pull out to you. You are such a man that you know that in this season of your life you need other men. That single thing about you we know is a mark of greatness. Whenever a man can say, I need community, I want to surround myself, he has taken it upon himself to reach out to pastor and the youth leaders. Hey, I'm in that season of my life. How old are you now? 20 years, so I've been knowing you 15 years. In 15 years, you have just been consistently quiet. He used to come sit on the front row with his feet. When I was a children's pastor, we had probably about 345 kids in the children's church, and he'd come and he'd just sit with his feet up in the chair because he was so little and just look and watch everything we that I've done. Guess what? That little baby Gideon is all grown up. And so, even though you're supporting in the shadows, you're seizing Lord is going to bring you out of the shadows so keep preparing I don't know what that looks like but I know it's coming and be confident that you got it Lord I anoint Gideon now in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit Lord I thank you that Gideon has such strength that he can be for other young men what he did not necessarily receive but absolutely. Lord I thank you that you're turning it all around and that he is courageous enough to do what works for him Lord I thank you that you protect him that you make your face to shine upon him and that he has the courage to know that all of his thoughts and his creativity and his gentleness is of value but Lord give him the vision of how you are and when you're calling him out to the next level of greatness. Lord, we thank you for Gideon. Thank you for keeping him all these years, and we ask that you continue to keep him. Give him courage. Give him strength.
1: let's show our love for pastor wendy such an awesome timely word as we prepare as families to send our children back uh, to school uh, whether it's uh, elementary or uh, uh, middle school or high school or even college uh, our prayers are with you uh, your students parents uh, the administrators the teachers as well um, And like Pastor Wendy said, our time spent together this morning was well worth it. And we count it a privilege to be able to pray and come into agreement with your families. As we close, I was reminded of Psalm 90 and verse one and it simply says, oh God, you've been our dwelling place in all generations. The psalmist went on to say that one generation will praise your name to the next. And that's our prayer, that this generation will praise our God to the next and pass on to them the faith that we have come to cherish. That's what we believe for these young men and these young women, for each family, each student, each teacher this year. Why don't you stand with us? As Pastor Wendy mentioned, uh, we're going to kick off Converge Students next Sunday. And the cadence or the rhythm is going to be the second and fourth Sunday of each month. So it's gonna kick off next week. Uh, uh, Kokenzo nakafula who you know, is gonna be leading the charge. Also Cree, Cree, why don't you wave to us? Uh, Cree is also gonna be serving with our students. And then also Natasha Isom. Mm-hmm. Natasha Isom will also be serving. Our students will be meeting, and if you haven't seen the space where they're gonna be meeting, absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. But beyond just the space, it's the content and the impartation that will happen yeah. twice a month with your students. Uh, again, thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of that process with you. Why don't you raise your hands toward heaven as we bless you out. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, we pray that over every student, over every parent, over every family, over every teacher, over every administrator, that this year, that God, you would bless us and keep us. That God, you would turn your face toward us. That God, you would be gracious toward your people. And that you would give us your peace that passes all understanding. That it would guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And everyone who believes and agrees said, amen. amen and amen. God bless you. Oh, before you do that, listen, we've got ice cream Sundays outside. It's Build Your Own Sunday. It is Sunday Fun Day, literally. On your way out, make sure you take pictures there. And on your way out, make sure you build your own Sunday. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday.
2: If you were impacted by today's worship experience, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's message was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some materials to kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you would like more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at echurch@weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com forward slash give you can also give by texting 77977 and send converge give in the dollar amount you can also find all of this information on our mobile app simply open your app or play store search converge church plano and download the app it's that easy thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience we look forward to staying connected with you